This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, Civilized Barking coming at you about an hour or so after the Browns season ends in strange fashion, in disappointing fashion. Uh, just didn't execute, left some points on the field, had some bad luck. Uh, really, yeah, just just a weird game, Jason. Hard to process at all. Um, let's start by going big picture. Yes, Patrick Mahomes got hurt, right? Yes, things got really weird. But the Cleveland Browns season ended on January 17th in disappointing fashion, losing to the champs, the gold standard. So all in all, like, you're okay with it if you're a Browns fan. Yeah, sure. This one, this one should sting a little bit because they had their chances. Like they, they, they could have won this game. And I understand if Mahomes plays the entire game, you know, it may not be as close at the end. Although, I, even before he got hurt, I told you, Zach, like I felt like they were still in it. I like at no point did I feel like the game was getting away from them. Although the the play at the end of the first half obviously was was a killer. We can get into that. Uh, but you have got to feel good about the direction of this team when you look at how Andrew Barry fixed the the offense in free agency in the draft. You look at the job Kevin Stefanski did. I, I said a month ago, he's my coach of the year. Just give him the trophy already. And you figure they're going to be just as aggressive on the defensive side of the ball in free agency in the draft. This is just the start. This is by no means the end for the Browns. They're only going to get better and better from here. And I look forward to many more Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes playoff matchups in the future. Yeah, the window's open, no doubt. Right. Um, and, and look, like they couldn't stop Mahomes. They didn't force a punt all day. They did get an interception when Chad Henney throws this inexplicably dumb pass. Um, and, and you can look and say, obviously, the Richard Higgins touchback play is just crushing. And you can complain about how that play is not reviewable. But holding call and drop passes and the last drive, they're out of sync. It ran out of timeouts, right? Like, that was very un-Browns-like. The Browns have raised the standard. Um, yep. Right now, Jason, is not the time to dissect just how close they are. Because I still think there's a gap. The better the better team won today. Uh, yes. There's no doubt to me. But, like, anybody with any investment in the Browns is like, damn, w- from where we've been, we were that close to the AFC Championship game. We almost slayed the Dragon in Arrowhead. And that means we've come a long, 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 long way. Didn't think it was possible to make as much progress as what they made this year. Under these circumstances, we've talked all season long about all the odds that were against them. The Zoom meetings, having to install a a culture and a system over Zoom in the offseason, losing your head coach last week, all the personnel deficiencies that they overcame last week. I will stand and give them a standing ovation for the next seven months for all that they that they accomplished. It, it was remarkable. However, Zach, I can't believe he punted. I'm going to say it. I can't believe he punted on fourth and nine from your own 32. Now, there's no good decision to make there. Right. Okay. Can we agree on that? Yes. It's just choosing the, the least lousy option. They didn't get a three and out on the Chiefs all day. You said it yourself. And I understand that Chad Henney's in the game. That's where I think Mahomes not being in the game actually hurt the Browns because if Mahomes is in the game, there's no way they're punting that ball. No one will ever convince me of that. But I looked it up. 
27% of the time the teams converted this year on, on fourth down. It's like 26 of 96 times on fourth and nine or longer. Those are not great odds, but they're better odds than giving the ball. The Chiefs still have Travis Kelsey. They still have Tyree Kill. Yeah. That's better odds than giving the Chiefs the ball with four minutes left in one timeout. Yeah. I can't believe they punted. No, I think you said it. The failures before it, the failures being in fourth and nine, right? Um, and I thought Baker played really well in stretches. He played pretty well overall. That's no doubt. But the last three passes, none of them cover more than five yards. Yeah. You have to use the timeout there, right, after the fourth down conversion, which is a big miss by somebody. And without both going back and watching it and being in the huddle or being in the sideline communication, we don't know who, right? And then you're just not there. Like, it seemed like there was almost too much of a focus on let's take some time while we go down. Well, you're not playing against Mahomes anymore. Like, you got to right. let it rip, right? Right. And, you know, box score analysis is not right most of the time. But, like, Hunt didn't get a touch in the first half, Jason. Chubb only had 13 carries. Jarvis had seven catches for 20 yards. Like, the Chiefs' defense is not as bad as the numbers indicate. This is how they play, right? They don't – they don't. They know they can make you nickel and dime it, right? But, like, I just felt like so many times the Browns couldn't get out of their own way, and they just didn't seem to really have a plan or an attack there. When they should have been in attack mode, they were in tentative mode. And then it ends with fourth and nine. He says, it's too long, we got to punt it, and the season's over. I disagree. I don't think it's too long. I think it, your, your odds are better. 27% odds are still better than – I think it's less than 27% that you're going to – get the ball back on a three and out with one timeout and four minutes left. I, I just, I mean, listen, Kevin Stefanski is the smartest guy in that stadium today and he does the analytics game better than anybody, but I, I'm just shocked. And, you know, I, I, I was watching the game with my son and said, well, you're in four down territory at this point. So, you know, you're running the third down play to set up the fourth down. You're going to go for it. And they ran the little swing pass to Kareem and it got him nowhere and he punted, and I about fell off the couch. I could not believe. And, again, if Patrick Mahomes is in that game, they're not punting the ball. You're going for it on fourth and nine. I really think no. that's one instance where they let – you know, they felt like it's Chad Henney, we can get the ball back, and I think that was the wrong approach to take. Keep the ball. You invested $82 million in free agency and the draft on this offense. You are built around your offense. You're expecting your offense to win you the game, so let them go win you the game. Well, you just said it right there. Why did the Browns win 12 games and get to play on January 17th, Jason? Because the offense was yep. really good most of the year, and in the back half of the year, the back six-ish games hit a new level, right? The defense was not good enough. Um, no. And, and Miles it was, is hurt. Yeah. It was not good enough in two minute today. It was not good enough in the first quarter today. It was not good enough throughout the season. I mean, at one point, the Browns had six wins, and Miles had made a game-changing play in all six, and that's why you pay Miles – but, like, right. this is what they chose, right? And they chose to ignore linebacker. And so not only do you give up third and 14, or you give up 13 and a half on third and 14, but the Kelsey play and the Darrell Williams play over the middle earlier in the fourth quarter, who was covering those guys? The linebackers, right? Um, just, just, just disappointing. And, and, look, again, the better team won today. The Chiefs are yes. more advanced. But the Browns have every right to be disgusted, disappointed, 
Baker used said it sucked six times because it does suck because you were right there. You not only had the ball back with eight minutes left and down five, but at the two-minute warning, third and 14 against Chad effing Henny, who's my age, yep. all you needed was one stop, and at least Baker was going to have 75 seconds. Now, no timeouts, right? But he was at least going to have 75 seconds. To go the, about 75 yards. To go about, yeah, yeah, maybe 85. We don't yep. know because they didn't get there. Look, right. um, the punt decision you can debate either way, and – We'll never know. But throughout the game, they needed two defensive stops. They only got one, and that's when Henny just threw the ball. He saw Carl Joseph wide open in the end zone, but Carl Joseph plays for the Browns. <laughs> now, let's say this. Carl Joseph will probably no longer play for the Browns, and Andrew Sandejo will no longer play for the Browns. And God willing, MJ Stewart, even though he was a hero of this, will never be on the field for a meaningful defensive snap for the Browns. You would all assume we will see. Um, just didn't have the defensive manpower. But in a game where, you know, a lot of weird things happen, including a concussion of maybe the greatest quarterback we've all ever seen, you know, you have to play that whole thing like you need to get to 30 points. We talked about it, wrote about it all week long. And they only scored 17. And they quite literally left points at the inch line. But, man, with eight minutes left, I need to see more aggression. I need to see better plays. I need to see better execution, just like in the second quarter. I need to see the Browns getting in a score fest and then waiting on those one or two stops, right? Not not trying to scramble like crazy from 19 to three down. And, and listen, admittedly, Mahomes leaving had an enormous impact on this game, obviously. But, but if you had told me before the game the Chiefs are going to score 22 points, I'd have picked the Browns to win. If you sure. hold Kansas City to 22 points, you need to win that game. You can win that game. That's for and even while Mahomes was in there, you know they 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 benefited from a couple missed field goals. And I was joking with you on Slack, a field goal felt like a stop. If you hold Kansas City to three, that's a stop to me. Now you go get six, and and obviously the the the, the Higgins play, we can get into that. Just absolutely crushing uh, at the end of the half. It's it's such a stupid rule. The touchback rule, and I've said that before. That's not just because that's not prisoner of the moment. That's a really stupid rule. I don't know how it survived on the books as long as it has. Uh, and, and Zach, if we're going to take player safety seriously, why is helmet to helmet hit not a reviewable play? I don't well, understand yeah, that. That's where I wanted to go. That's where I wanted to go. Um, look, I, I know a lot of people hate the touchback rule. I have not seen one alternative that I feel better, but. How can we have 25 cameras in these stadiums? All these rules on reviews and challenges and when you can use them and, and we need to see that. And we we do really over-govern the game, right? Like, we, we totally do. Without replay review, these NFL games will be played in two and a half hours. You know? <laughs> um, but how can we do all that in targeting, which has become such a point of emphasis, and is at the crux of the player safety issue? Is not. Rashard Higgins did not execute in a moment where it's impossible to really have the grasp there, right? And he did fumble the ball. But he so clearly got hit with an ejectable 15-yard penalty that under review would have taken 22 freaking seconds, right? And would have made it first and goal Browns at the one-inch line where they wanted to be. And then yep. it would have been interesting to see if Stefanski would have taken a knee on first down instead of trying to score on first down. But, yep. right, like – 
to me, way more than the touchback rule, Jason, it's that that's not reviewable. That's inexcusable, and that has to change for 2021 in the NFL. Well, and also you could see uh, the TV cameras caught. I mean, it's really hard to get any sort of reaction at, out at all out of Kevin Stefanski, but he was super disgusted after that play. You could see like the head shake, and he was he was upset after that. And then he said afterward why he doesn't really show his hand very often but he said they coach him do not stretch the ball at the goal line for the exact reason that you saw today they 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 coach these guys not to extend because if you fumble it it's going the other way and obviously in a big moment in a big game Richard's trying to make a play to get his team back in the game he makes the mistake of stretching for the goal line shouldn't have been shouldn't have ended the way that it was it should have been Brown's ball first and goal at the one but when you leave the, the, the fate in the official's hands, that's what's going to happen. You're going to get burned on occasion. Yeah. And the Browns absolutely got burned. Look, like that's an impossible in the moment. Richard's trying to make a play and he's trying to score a touchdown. Of which course. Is what he gets paid yeah. to do, right? When in natural, reality, like. Natural reaction. In reality, like the play there is be down at the one, right? Like score right. on the, the next play Take or two plays later. As you can. Yeah. But, but look, that, that, that's why this is disappointing. The Browns were an ultra-aggressive, ultra-smart, and efficient team all year long. And maybe we overstated it because the Freddie Kitchens Browns were the exact opposite of that, right? And before that, the coach was Hugh Jackson, one of the biggest idiots I've ever been around, right? But, like, <laughs> today, in this moment, like, they just didn't seem. And, and I, I just vowed, because of the tense level, I was not going to check my Twitter mentions. Here's the thing with the replay review in the fourth quarter, guys. I said right in front of the Browns bench for the second straight week, clear catch. Well, maybe it wasn't a clear catch. However, it was right in front of the Browns bench. Tyreek Hill made no super awkward movements. And on that play, the first down of a first play of a drive on first down, you can only challenge that if you see the ball on the ground. And they obviously didn't because it never was. That The right. timeout and the, is so valuable at that point in the situation that you're in, that didn't cost the Browns a game. And there was 30 minutes and 31 minutes left after Richard's fumble, right? I thought Baker said it well. It's never one play, and it, and it isn't. But when this is your MO, we're super efficient, we're super prepared, we're super smart, you're never going to slay the dragon without being those things. And if you're going to beat the Chiefs, you have to play a damn near perfect game. And I'll, I'll yes. harken back to – you know, when I was watching all those Cavs Warriors finals, and I remember talking to the Cavs personnel saying, you have to play a perfect game to beat them. And they're saying, yeah, that's basically it. And it's the same thing here. The Chiefs are so much like the Warriors version of the NBA. You, When, when Mahomes is in there, you have to play a perfect game. You can't have plays like the Higgins extension at the goal line. Uh, you know, the, the plays leading up, we can, again, I can't believe they punted on fourth and nine. But you can't blow the opportunities to put you in a position to make it fourth and nine. You know, if it's if it's just one or two more yards here and there, that obviously makes a huge difference. Uh, Nick Chubb dropping two screens was huge. Yes. And the fact that I, I can't believe that Kareem Hunt didn't even touch the ball in the first half. It's it's kind of scary how, how much on the same page we are here. The perfect game doesn't exist, right? But, like, between the holding calls, the OPI, as controversial as it is, the holding call on Conklin that stood up, Chubb screen passes, right? Like, and then Higgins obviously being the biggest one by by a wide margin, quite frankly. Like, you yeah. can't do those things 
and get back on the bus and say we should have won the game. You can you can yeah. do those things and you get back on the bus and say we're pissed off, we're disappointed, and we're close, right? And that's what they are. They're close. You cannot do those things and beat the Kansas City Chiefs, even with Chad Henney, because Chad Henney tried to give you a gift. You had a quarter and a half, maybe more, of Chad Henney. He still converted big plays, even before, like I said, I mentioned the one to Kelsey over the middle that extends that drive. Um, it, well, and that sets up the interception, but it came down to where every second counted, every inch counted. And you go into Arrowhead Stadium knowing that, right? And, and after the first quarter, you're down 6-3. It's fine. We're in it. Okay, we had a drive derailed by a couple. We're here. But, like, you cannot drag it out because both teams over the first 35 minutes gave away points. The, the Chiefs kicker left game-changing points on the field too, right? And um, you just you can't do those things and realistically say we should have won the game. You're disappointed that you didn't win the game, but the better team won the game. Yeah, definitely. And and how often really in the NFL, it's always incremental progress, right? Like, you know, I'm thinking about, I think the Rams went worse to first. You know, they came out of nowhere to win a Super Bowl the first year with Kurt Warner and that. But but that's the exception. Normally, you got to get there once and figure it out. You got to yeah. make your mistakes. And remember, this is Kevin Stefanski's first postseason game. Because he didn't get the benefit of last week in a 28 nothing lead five minutes into the game. So, you know, I'm sure for as, as much as we want to say he's calm and cool and collected, and he is, I'm, there's nerves and jitters for him being in that position for the first time, for sure. So you get there once, you go through it. Now they know what to expect. You know, I, 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 I'd be curious to see next year who's the favorite to win the division, the Browns or the Ravens. Uh, we said it before, they're going to be one and two, pick your order. And and this is a team, this is a Browns team that's going to be hanging around for quite a while. Yeah. Um, um, so so get used to postseason football. Yeah. Let's go big picture. Look, um, what's sustainable? Well, coach, smart people running it. Most yep. of your core is twenty five and under and under contract, right? <laughs> um, that that's the first thing. Uh, quarterback was a completely different player from Thanksgiving on. That's obviously most important or nearly most important. Where are you unique? You have one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in the game. They're all under contract. Three of them are really young. Um, you know, the other two are relatively young. Those guys are, are there. They're reliable. They're durable. Well done. You, you have the most unique running game in the game, and that's what makes it maddening that Hunt didn't get a first-half touch, right? I mean, eventually you did have an 18-play scoring drive. <laughs> Uh, but that's amazing. You know, felt like not only today, felt like there were some Nick Chubb touches left on the field over the last month of the season. So anyway, those things are all there. However, now your standards have changed. Now you're not sneaking up on anyone. Your pass rush group is not good enough. Your linebacker group is not good enough. And you would love to say, that Grant Delpit and Greedy Williams coming back makes your secondary good enough. Well, I'm not sure to what degree those guys are coming back. None of them has, neither one of them has proven anything in the NFL. No. And like, no. like I said, you're, you're never going to build the perfect roster. You're never going to build the perfect defense. And quite frankly, kudos to Barry and Stefanski and Dee Podesta for trying to build the offense first. They got them 12 wins. But like, you, you today, you know, you not only know the map, you were there today. You were following the map. You were in Arrowhead Stadium where it goes through, and you didn't have the defense. You didn't have close to the defense to win that game. And you knew that going in. That's why I said to hold Kansas City to 22 points, 
you should win that game. If you hold the Chiefs to 22 points as the Browns with the offense that they have, you know, we said last week, if you're going to beat Kansas City, you have to have the ability to score 40. Well, this week it only took 24. You only needed 24 to beat them. And, and, and the Browns couldn't get there, and that's disappointing. But there's a lot more opportunities coming, and I agree with you. Grant Delpit hasn't taken one NFL snap. We have no idea if the guy can play or not. You would like to think that he's going to be a big help in the secondary next year. We'll wait and see. I would expect them to go hot and heavy in free agency. You know, I think of their first four draft picks, three of them will probably be linebacker, edge rusher, defensive back in, in whatever order. Um, I, I, I would like to see, you know, let's wait and see what happens with Odell. You know, I would like to see one burner receiver to, to really kind of stretch the field. I feel like that's one thing that's missing. Maybe Donovan Peoples-Jones becomes that. Uh, I don't think he is right now. But that, that's really all that's missing from this offense. You know, they've got the depth across the offensive line now. It, it appears the skill positions obviously are set. Um, this is it, – it feels like, you know, Zach, tell me if I'm wrong. It feels like the next two years are really the time to make hay before – you might start to lose some guys to the cap that right now is not really a concern, but it feels like the next couple of years is really the time for the Browns to go make hay. No doubt. Uh, You know, Browns fans have been fooled before by the fallacy that there's such thing as a five-year plan in the NFL. There's not. The Browns opened the window this year. They were really good in a lot of key areas. They have a lot of really good players and a few great ones. So the window's open and every line of thinking Jason has to be, about 2021 and 2022. It, it, it just has to be. Um, you know, Miles is the only guy you have under contract currently past that. You're facing de- decisions on Chubb, on Ward, and of, co- of course on Baker Mayfield. But by one click activating the option, you retain Baker Mayfield's rights through 2022. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at it, the offensive line. Teller is one year away. Everybody else is there. I, I'm glad you mentioned Peoples-Jones because – who knows? I mean, he, he he's he's an NFL player, right? He he's shown us that as a 21 year old rookie, no offseason, six round pick. I mean, gosh, what an indictment of what was really going on at Michigan, right? There's no guarantee he's ever going to be a plus player or a star player, but there's talent for him to continue to ascend, and at very least, he's a guy that's going to be in your rotation. Jedrick Wills, 21 years old, playing a position he never played before. He's not going to be Joe Thomas. There's only one Joe Thomas, but. My gosh, his floor seems like really good, really solid NFL player. You know, like the commitment to the line in general with with Teller doing the work and getting with Bill Callahan and Bill Callahan and Stefanski making the system fit him and letting him get confidence and get stronger and play. Like, it's set there. Yeah. So you continue to build an offense that can score enough to go in and win a regular game in Kansas City. But – you're right. The focus has to be you have to almost totally remake the pass rush room. You're obviously off to a good start with Miles there, right? You're not building a house in the slums. Miles means you you own the property on the lakefront, right? You just you just have to, to bring in the supplies to, to build the house there. Um, Denzel Ward gives you a chance. The other guys, I don't know. I mean, Terrence Mitchell played all year. Never missed a snap. Never missed a game. He's a free agent. He's 28 years old. You know, Kevin Johnson, pretty solid player when he was in there. Guy you want. Can you upgrade? Sure. You know, 28 years old, going to free agency. What do you pay him? What do you do? These are hard decisions. Overall, 
most of the decisions the Browns face are of the spirit is not the word. Let me think. My brain is mush at this point uh, of these game days or of the feeling of the vibe that they're made in good ways because you're trying to get back here, right? Like everything's changed because before you were just trying to make decisions and we'll see. Well, now you've seen, you've evaluated, you've seen them in the biggest games. You've seen this team get to the divisional playoffs and this next round of decisions is about getting there, staying there. And realistically, like you mentioned windows here to, to wrap up this long ramble, but I, I think it at least made some semblance of sense. It's about one time. It's about having the guys to strike one time, get hot at the right time as they almost did this year, right, and make that run at it either next year or the year beyond. You can't make any decisions past that point. No, and, and you know, not to be a Debbie Downer, but just to illustrate how fragile the NFL is and how hard it is to win. The Texans were at this point last year in this round of the playoffs last year, and they are an absolute disaster of an organization now and on the verge of perhaps trading their franchise quarterback. So as good as it is, it can unravel so fast. You have to take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you. Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen here. I think the way that they're run, I think the people that they have in place, the contract situation, the cap situation, I don't think it'll happen here. But I'm just pointing out how, how difficult it is to win in the NFL. And even when you think you've got it all right, how quickly it can unravel on you. So just yeah, no, enjoy but, it while it's here. Sure. Let's sum it up by saying that. It's absolutely true that it's difficult. But you have to embrace that and take that in a good way. The last thing either one of us is doing is poo-pooing. The Browns are saying they can't climb the mountain. But you have to say, hey, we had a magical year. We got a really good offense, and we got two legit superstars on defense. We got a good coach. We got dude, more proven dudes in this league than this team has had forever. And we played in Arrowhead Stadium today in January 17th. But, man, it's hard to get all the way there. It's hard to stay there. It's hard to slay the dragon. I mean, they won 11 games, Jason, and almost didn't make the playoffs. Yep. So it's it's hard. Embrace that. Enjoy it. Uh, man, it was fun. <clears throat> I, I, I just say this. like Last week when I took off for Pittsburgh, I stopped on my way out of town to get gas. Every single person, either the others pumping gas or the people working inside in Browns gear. You know, this week the team took out the billboards. There was the parade, the send-off. I mean, in Cleveland there's always 736 T-shirt companies pumping stuff out, so that's not anything special. But, like, just the feeling, right, the nerves, the people on Twitter, the everyone you talk to wearing the brown stuff, like, it has been so long. It felt like I was a kid again, and I was very much a kid in the late 80s. Um, it, it started to feel like that again, as strange as the world was, and as strange as it all felt because the Browns have sucked for years. We all know that, right? But absolutely, we put a bow on this season, Jason, by saying they're right there, and we'll dissect and we'll argue and we'll talk about what moves need to be made to really get there. But they're only a half step behind, and that's a darn good place to be. It's a lot better place than what they've been for the last 25 years. Soak it up and enjoy it. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reading. Uh, what will happen with the podcast is we will do it from time to time. We will certainly do it when there are big moves, when there are notable things to go over. It won't be twice a week. 
Uh, we will have the team covered. Frankly, already had discussions about uh, what to write in the wake of the season, how we'll weigh the initial you know, outlook, all of this stuff. It's only not even two hours after the game. We're still processing this. Thank you guys for coming along for the ride. To those who have subscribed and read and listened all the way, press share, press send, all that stuff. Thank you. Uh, the Browns are back. And the next few years are going to be interesting. And we both think they're going to be fun. For Jason, I'm Zach. Talk to you soon.